Alignment Newsletter Number 46 by Raheen Shah. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is Alignment Newsletter Number 46, published by Raheen Shah on the AI Alignment Forum. Find all Alignment Newsletter resources here. In particular, you can sign up or look through this spreadsheet of all summaries that have ever been in the newsletter. Highlights Better language models and their implications, Alec Radford, Jeffrey Wu, Dario Amade, Ilya Sutskever et al. OpenAI has trained a scaled-up GPT model using unsupervised learning, specifically, predicting the next word given a very large context, on a very large dataset with presumably very large compute. The resulting language model can produce impressive language samples, with some cherry-picking, that to my eye are particularly good at handling long-range dependencies, which makes sense since it is based on the transformer, see transformer XL entry in a number 44. It sets new state-of-the-art performance on 7 out of 8 language modeling tasks, including difficult datasets such as Lombata, without using the training data for those tasks. It can also be used for more structured tasks by providing a particular context, for example, to summarize a document, you can provide the document followed by TL, DR, in order to induce GPT-2 to predict a summary. They use a different prediction algorithm in order to improve summarization results, but I suspect even with regular prediction you'd get something in the right ballpark. On these more structured tasks, it doesn't get anywhere near the state-of-the-art set by specialized systems, but again, this is without any fine-tuning for the specific task that we are testing. The paper argues that in order to get generally capable AI systems, we will need to train them on many different tasks, as in meta-learning. However, we might expect that we need hundreds of thousands of tasks in order to learn something general, just as we need hundreds of thousands of examples in order to develop good classifiers. Prediction of the next word in natural language is particularly good for this, because in order to predict well across a huge variety of text, you need to become good at many different tasks such as question answering, summarization, and even translation. The biggest challenge is in creating a dataset that has sufficient diversity. They do this by scraping all outbound links from Reddit with at least three karma. Unusually for research, but in accordance with its charter, a number two, OpenAI has decided not to release the model publicly, citing the possibility of malicious uses of the model. This has been controversial, with the debate raging for days on Twitter. I haven't paid enough attention to the debate to give a reasonable summary so you'll have to rely on other sources for that. Raheen's opinion, these are some pretty impressive results. I'm surprised that all of this came from a single order of magnitude more data and model size, I would have expected it to take more than that. I think this lends a lot of support to the hypothesis that unsupervised learning with sufficient amounts of compute and diverse data can lead to generally capable AI systems. See this Slate Star Codex post for a more detailed version of this take. This is also some evidence that we will have AI systems that can pass the Turing test before we have general AI systems, that is, the Turing test is not AI complete. Read more, language models are unsupervised multitask learners. Thinking about risks from AI, accidents, misuse and structure, Remco's Wets Lute et al., summarized by Richard, the authors argue that in addition to risk from misuse of AI and accidents, we should pay attention to the structural perspective, how AI changes the broader environment and incentives of various actors. Possible examples include creating winner-take-all competition or creating overlap between offensive and defensive actions. In the face of these effects, even competent and well-intentioned decision-makers might be pressured into making risky choices. To ameliorate this problem, more people should focus on AI policy, particularly social scientists and historians, and we should think hard about creating collective norms and institutions for AI. Richard's opinion, 
this post makes an important point in a clear and concise way. My only concern is that structural problems is such a broad heading that practically anything can be included, making it more difficult to specifically direct attention towards existential threats, the same is true for the term accidents, which to me doesn't properly reflect the threat of adversarial behavior from AI. I don't know how to best handle this trade-off, but think it's a point worth raising. Rahim's opinion, I just wanted to add a note on why we've highlighted this piece. While many of the particular concrete examples have been explained before, the underlying system for thinking about AI is new and useful. I particularly like the distinction made between focusing on agency and AI, which leads you to think about accidents and misuse versus thinking about incentives and structure, which leads you to think about the entire causal chain leading up to the moment where an agent causes something bad to happen. Technical AI alignment. Reward learning theory. Normative assumptions need not be complex, humans interpreting humans and anchoring versus taste, a model, Stuart Armstrong, we have seen before that since humans are not perfectly rational, it is impossible, and number 31, to deduce their preferences, even with a simplicity prior, without any additional assumptions. This post makes the point that those assumptions need not be complex, for example, if we could look at the source code of an agent, and we can find one major part with the same type signature as a reward function, and another major part with the type signature of a planner, then we can output the first part as the reward function. This won't work on humans, but we can hope that a similarly simple assumption that bakes in a lot of knowledge about humans could allow us to infer human preferences. Since we seem to be very capable of inferring preferences of other humans, we might want to replicate our normative assumptions. The key idea is that we model ourselves and others in very similar ways. So, we could assume that if H is a human and G another human, then G's models of H's preferences and rationality are informative of H's preferences and rationality. Stewart then shows how we could apply this to distinguish between choices made as a result of anchoring bias versus actual taste preferences. Suppose that in condition 1, our human H would pay $1 or $3 for the same bar of chocolate depending on whether they were anchored on $0.01 cent or $100, and in condition 2 they would pay $1 or $3 depending on whether the chocolate has nuts. Ideally, we'd call the first case a bias, and the second one a preference. But in both cases, H's choice was determined by access to some information, so how can we distinguish between them? If we have access to H's internal model, we might expect that in the nuts case the information about nuts passes through a world model that then passes it on to a reward evaluator, whereas in the anchoring case the world model throws the information away, but it still affects the reward evaluator through a side channel. So we could add the normative assumption that only information that goes through the world model can be part of preferences. Of course, we could imagine another agent where the anchoring information goes through the world model and the nuts goes through the side channel, but this agent is not human-like. Rahin's opinion, there's one possible view where you look at the impossibility result around inferring preferences, and think that value alignment is hopeless. I don't subscribe to this view, for basically the reasons given in this post, while you can infer preferences for arbitrary agents, it certainly seems possible for humans in particular. That said, I would expect that we accomplish this by learning a model that implicitly knows how to think about human preferences, rather than by explicitly constructing particular normative assumptions that we think will lead to good behavior. Explicit assumptions will inevitably be misspecified, and number 32, which is fine if we can correct the misspecification in the future, but at least under the threat model of an AI system that prevents us from changing its utility function, which I believe is the threat model Stuart usually considers, this isn't an option available to us. Philosophical deliberation. The argument from philosophical difficulty, Wei Dai, since humans disagree wildly on what a good future looks like or what a good ethical theory is, 
we need to solve these philosophical problems in order to ensure a good future, which here means that we capture most of the value that we could get in theory. For example, we need to figure out what to do given that we might be in a simulation, and we need to make sure we don't lose sight of our true values in the presence of manipulation, and number 37. AI will tend to exacerbate these problems, for example because it will likely differentially accelerate technological progress relative to moral progress. One way to achieve this is to make sure the AI systems we build correctly solve these problems. We could either solve the philosophical issues ourselves and program them in, specify a metaphilosophy module that allows the AI to solve philosophy problems itself, or have the AI learn philosophy from humans defer to humans for philosophical solutions. Other possibilities include coordination to keep the world stable over a period of, say, millennia where we solve philosophical problems with AI help, and building corrigible AI systems with the hope that their overseers will want to solve philosophical problems. All of these approaches seem quite hard to get right, especially given human safety problems, that is the fact that human moral intuitions likely do not generalize outside the current environment, and that they can be easily manipulated. Rahin's opinion, this seems like a real problem but I'm not sure how important it is. It definitely seems worth thinking about more, but I don't want to rule out the possibility that the natural trajectory that we will take assuming we develop useful AI systems will lead to us solving philosophical problems before doing anything too extreme, or before our values are irreversibly corrupted. I currently lean towards this view, however, I'm very uncertain about this since I haven't thought about it enough. Regardless of importance, it does seem to have almost no one working on it and could benefit from more thought. See this comment thread for more details. Some thoughts on metaphilosophy, Wei Dai, this post considers some ways that we could think about what philosophy is. In particular, it highlights perspectives about what philosophy does, answer confusing questions, enable us to generalize out of distribution, solve meta-level problems that can then be turned into fast object-level domain-specific problem solvers, and how it works, slow but general problem-solving, and terminable debate, a general Turing machine. Given that we haven't figured out metaphilosophy yet, we might want to preserve option value by for example slowing down technological progress until we solve metaphilosophy, or try to replicate human metaphilosophical abilities using ML. Rahin's opinion, I think this is getting at a property that humans have that I've been thinking about that I sometimes call explicit or logical reasoning, and I think the key property is that it generalizes well out of distribution, but is very slow to run. I definitely want to understand it better for the purpose of forecasting what AI will be able to do in the future. It would also be great to understand the underlying principles in order to figure out how to actually get good generalization. Adversarial examples. On evaluating adversarial robustness, Nicholas Carlini et al. Verification. Certified adversarial robustness via randomized smoothing, Jeremy M. Cohen et al. Forecasting. Evidence on good forecasting practices from the Good Judgment Project, Daniel Kokotilo, summarized by Richard, this post lists some of the key traits which are associated with successful forecasting, based on work from the Good Judgment Project, who won ERP A's forecasting tournament by a wide margin. The top five, past performance in the same broad domain, making more predictions on the same question, deliberation time, collaboration on teams, and intelligence. The authors also summarize various other ideas from the Super Forecasting book. Read more, accompanying blog post. Miscellaneous, Alignment. Three biases that made me believe in AI risk, Beth, summarized by Richard, Beth, not to be confused with AI safety researcher Beth Barnes, argues firstly that the language we use overly anthropomorphizes AI, which leads to an exaggerated perception of risks, secondly, that the sense of meaning that working on AI safety provides causes motivated reasoning, and thirdly, that we anchor away from very low numbers, 
For example it seems absurd to assign existential AI risk a probability of 0.0000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000
Deep Learning. Better Language Models and Their Implications, Alec Radford, Jeffrey Wu, Dario Amade, Ilya Sutskevaret Al, summarized in the highlights. Self-Supervised Visual Feature Learning with Deep Neural Networks, a survey, Long Long Jing et al. News. FHID Phil Scholarships, Rose Hatsar, the Future of Humanity Institute is accepting applications for scholarships for candidates beginning a DPhil program. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.